Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. So, my first question is, what what was the inspiration? I know this is this is a, the second version of the book. What what was the original inspiration behind writing the hundred year lifestyle? Great question. Um, the original inspiration was uh, a hundred year old man who I took care of in my chiropractic practice, going back into 1994, and this guy was. When he came in to see me, he was a 98-year-old guy. He was crippled, broke, alone, uh, suffering in so many ways. And I had no idea whether or not I could help him or not. I'd never even seen a 100-year-old guy before, a 90-year-old man before, so I certainly had no idea whether or not he would respond to the chiropractic care that we were going to provide. And so I started working with him. He started doing uh, really, 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 really well. He responded great. He was healing. He was moving better, faster, standing up straighter, less pain, functioning better in his life. It was amazing. And when I noticed that he was not just crippled when I met him, but also broke, had no money, alone, uh, it kind of broke our heart. And we fell in love with this guy as an office. And every time he came in, he would say, thank you, Dr. Plasker. Thank you. He'd go up to the front. He'd reach into his pocket of his wrinkled pants, take out some crinkled up dollar bills, lay them on the counter, say thank you to my staff, and he would leave. And we adopted him because he was just one of these beautiful souls. And we took care of him for a year. He did amazing. And then something happened that never happened before. He missed an appointment. We try to reach out to him. No answer. We I send my staff to knock on his door, no answer. So here he is now, 99 years old. What do you think we're thinking? He's thinking he's died. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we, we say a little prayer for him. We say goodbye, and we go about our business. Well, another year goes by, and Max, his name was Max. Max is now over 100 years old. And guess who comes walking through the front door of the office one day without an appointment? Max. Max. So he opens the door. The bells on the door jingle. My assistant screams as if she's seeing a ghost. <laughs> he yells his name, Max, oh, my God. I'm in the back adjusting a bunch of patients. I hear his name. He's the only Max I know, so it could only be him. I clear out all the rooms really fast, adjusting really fast, great care, really fast. Come around to the front. And I see Max. And I walk up to him. I look him in the eye. And I ask him, I said, Max, where have you been? We've missed you so much. And he looked up at me. And with a tear coming down his cheek, his eyes were hollow. He looked exhausted. He looked like a man who was ready to go. And he looked up at me. I looked down at him. And he said to me, thank you, Dr. Plasker. Thank you. 
and died right there. Oh, my goodness. In my reception room. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of what I said, except I think my adjectives were a little bit more explicit. And literally, call 911. I told my assistant, call 911. Uh, but it was there was not a chance of reviving him. Literally, rigor mortis had already set in. His spirit was gone. His body was hard. I carried him to the back, laid him down. The ambulance came, took him away, never to be heard from again. Except for the fact that I couldn't get it out of my head that if Max had known that he was going to live to be 100 when he was 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or even 80 years old, how would he have lived his life differently so that he didn't get there crippled, broken, alone? So he inspired me to start doing some homework and research and because I'm thinking this guy's got to be a freak. How many hundred-year-old people could there possibly be? And in studying it, I realized and found out, like many of you may already know, that hundred-year-old people are the world's fastest-growing group. He was not a freak. He was not an anomaly. This is happening in society and as a culture. So it brought that question to my mind that if you knew you'd live to be 100, how would you change your life today? And so that's how the 100-year lifestyle was born. Well, and you know what, that, and that is, and it's interesting that we opened up talking about Dr. Ivan Meisner. So Dr. Ivan Meisner is a storyteller. And when I, 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 I really love, 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 love talking to guys like you and talking to guys like Dr. Ivan Meisner. And, and I have this, this, just this fundamental belief, and it is a belief, but, but, but probably beyond belief, it's a knowing that if I hang around with a smart guy and ask enough questions, I'm going to get smarter. I'm going to get wealthier. I'm going to get healthier. And so listening to the doctor, and I have this right in front of me, coincidentally, it's just here. But listen to this, Eric. It says the formula for a great story, and you just told a great story, by the way, and one that needs to be told, a great story. The formula for a great story. Number one, the story is a fact. Number two, the story is wrapped up in an emotion, whether it be humor or it tugs at your heartstrings. Number three, the story compels a person to take action. Number four, the story transforms a person in some way. It's the taking of action that causes this transformation. And then number five, lastly, never retell a story. Relive it. This is powerful, really important. And so those words are directly from Dr. Meisner as to how to tell a great story. And you just told a great story. You know, I was standing in your, in your waiting room right, right there with you. And uh, you did a great job. That's a great story. So, wow. But that's – so you have a lot more in common with Dr. Meisner than maybe you think. Well, Dr. Meisner is a, is a really great man, nice man kind man. Uh, we spent some time together. We had him speak at one of our seminars where we gather doctors together, chiropractors together, and talk about health and healing and relationships. And we had him come on as a guest speaker uh, to talk about the importance of relationships. Obviously, BNI is a big part of uh, a lot of our doctors and people that we work with around the country utilize BNI because it's such a great way to meet really good people that want to make a difference in their community while they also build a really good business. And so 
yeah, so this story is, uh, you know, I relive it every time I tell it in Dr. Meisner's words for sure. And uh, it's interesting. We have a speaker program called Speak Up and Lead. It's a speaker training program. And uh, we do a lot of talk a lot about storytelling. And it's really important because people remember the stories and they'll remember yeah. them for the rest of their life. That's neat. Well, good, good job. My next question about the book, because that is obviously what we're here to talk about. So this is not just a book, but it's become a new paradigm, a new way for people to look at their life and their world. Why is this so relevant and important for people to embrace? That's such an important conversation to have because here are the, here are the facts that whether we like it or not, want to or not, we will probably live longer than we ever thought. When you look at the demographics, the aging population is skyrocketing. 100-year-old people, according to the Pew Research Foundation, this just came out in 2016, April, I think it was 2016, that they expect between now and 2050, the number of 100-year-old people worldwide to grow by 800%. Wow. Between now and 2050, which also means that the number of 90-year-old people and the number of 80-year-old people and the number of 70-year-old people is also going to skyrocket. Now, why is this such an important concept and paradigm for us to think about today? Our generation, we look at this older population and we think to ourselves, oh, my God, man, I don't want to be like that. If I'm going to be in a nursing home, I'm rotting away. Man, I don't want to be like that. We look at this older generation and we say to ourselves, consciously or unconsciously, we say these words. Because this older generation is suffering in their longevity. But here's the thing that I believe is a game changer. This generation is not suffering because of their age and their longevity. They are suffering. You ready? This is the biggie. They are suffering because they were blindsided by their extended life. What I mean by that is. They weren't ready. Well, they weren't ready. They had no idea they were going to live this long. They had no clue. When they were born, so let's say somebody turns 100 years old today, and you go back 100 years ago, 1016, when they were born. Their life expectancy, their scientifically predicted life expectancy, back then was only 50 years. So this is the mind blower. This is a generation that has outlived their scientifically predicted life expectancy by five decades, by longer than maybe some of our listeners, maybe many of our listeners have been alive. So when I use these words that I'm about to say, I don't take them lightly. And it's a really important concept. And that is that we, you and I, are the first generation in history that is getting the advance notice that whether we like it or not, want to or not, we're probably going to live longer than we ever thought. So the question should become, how does our generation get there in style with health and vitality? What are the changes that we need to make right now as we live our life, the way we raise our families, the way we raise our children, the way we take care of our mind and our body, how we exercise, how we take care of our spine, our nervous system, 
keeping it functioning well and not just waiting for it to rot away. Because you know what the motto from a health perspective was for this generation that was blindsided by their longevity? You know what their motto was? You complete the sentence. If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. So they they define broke as serious life-threatening disease, severe excruciating pain, cover up the symptoms with drugs and medications and just keep on going until you have so many side effects or your deterioration gets so bad that you got to have your organs removed one after the other after the other. When the reality of it is that we know now because of so many people that are functioning well, healthy, performing into 80, 90, 100 years and beyond, that deterioration does not have to be the norm. That if you take care of yourself all along the way, keep yourself fit, keep your nervous system balanced, keep yourself well-adjusted, eat healthy, manage stress appropriately, have good relationships, keep your mind sharp through lifelong learning, then the sky is the limit on quality of life as you age. And, you know, there's an article on 100yearlifestyle.com. It's, you know, what's your number? I mean, because if it's not 100, what's your number? When, when do you want to go? And the answer is if you have your health and vitality, why would you ever want to check out? You'd want to enjoy it for as long as possible. And, and, and one that, you, that, that I know you know because I read the book that, that you didn't mention is what, what's your financial plan? Because if you're, you have a lot of love in your life and you're very, very happy and healthy and, and everything's going and you're smart, but, you, but you're broke, that's not a good formula. So you also have to throw in that financial plan that says, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, my goal is that when I run out of money, I die the next day. I'm broke and I die. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm always, I'm interested in leaving a fortune to whomever. I, I, I love the ideas of having money and spending money and enjoying life, you know. So, you, know, you, you obviously, you're a very big proponent of having a financial plan as well. Absolutely. I mean, uh, listen, Max, one of the things that I learned from, learned from him was this is a man that got to 100, crippled, broke, and alone. And yeah, we see it. We see it when we have this conversation because I do speak a lot to um, uh, healthcare audiences, uh, corporate audiences, community audiences, and things like that. And it really hits home those three points that cripple, broken, alone, because you don't want to run out of money. You don't want to. Uh, you don't have to wait online, uh, waiting for food stamps if you don't have to. You want to be able to enjoy your life. You want to be able to enjoy the good things in life, which also brings up the issue of retirement which is an interesting concept. Um, I, I spoke for the National Association of Financial Advisors uh, a few years back, and it was interesting because there was a lot of this conversation that was going on there about you know, people that they want to enjoy their life, and if you love what you do, why would you ever want to retire? What they notice very often is that people that retire, they tend to, within a very short period of time, because they have no purpose, uh, they tend to not be as active, and they end up uh, getting sick or injured or deteriorating much more quickly if they don't have purpose. So to be able to have something that you love to do as a job, as work, that has meaning for you, uh, then you find the balance with enjoying great playtime, as we call it, while you also enjoy purposeful, meaningful work. So you put your wisdom to work in the world with a new sense of balance as you age. Wonderful. Yeah, and, I, and, and that is your... 100% right. We we should be able to do something of a very, very productive, productive nature at 80 and 90 
in a hundred for that matter. We there's things that we can be doing as human beings and we need to give that some thought. And and to your point, and when I'm a hundred, I don't plan on working forty hours a week, but I can certainly work ten, you know, and maybe be a mentor or an advisor or a helper or whatever. But uh again I think it's back to the plan. And and to that point, so this so this really is yeah, so you're speaking to me, and, and I'm I'm six, I'm 59 years old, and I'm going to read this book. And so you're speaking to me, and what you're saying to me is, Jim, you gotta you gotta be prepared for this hundred year uh, number, and so therefore you got to start today with making some changes. So so it's all about personal change. That being said, what are the what are the top three life changing principles? of this lifestyle, this 100-year lifestyle, that I need to implement starting today to get ready? Uh, great question. And this is uh, – it's a lot of fun talking about this, too, because really the 100-year lifestyle, it is about change. Uh, it's about if you know that you're going to live longer than you ever thought, how do you – what are the changes that you need to make to ensure quality of life as you age? And here's a really good question for the audience here. Think about this. Are there things in your life that you know that you need to change? And for most of you, the answer is probably yes. And then the next question becomes, it is for you, right? Okay. So here's the next question. Okay. So is, is this something that you've known you've needed to change for at least a week? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, how about a month or a year or a decade maybe, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no question about it. No question about it. Okay. All right, so here's another question then. Is not making the changes that you know you need to, na- to make, not that I know you need to make, but if, is not knowing the changes that you need to make for yourself, is it causing you some level of suffering? And if the answer to that question is yes, then... Here's the next question, and I'm almost done with the questions. There's only one thing worse than suffering today. Do you know what it is, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, it's suffering for 100 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, yeah. Yep, agreed, agreed. Okay, so then the question becomes, what's going to motivate you to change? Is it going to be a heart attack? Is it going to be a... Uh, divorce? Is it going to be a bankruptcy? Is it going to be cancer? Is it going to be something that's some sort sort of crisis that forces you to change? Or are you going to make changes because you want the next few decades to be the best quality years of your life? And so the three life-changing principles, when you understand them from that premise, it's important to understand that at some point you're going to choose to make these changes. The question is, will you choose the crisis to be the motivator? or the quality of life to be the motivator. And so when you choose to change, there are three life-changing principles that you asked about. And the first one, you ready? Mm -hmm. Change is easy. Thinking about change is hard. Now, why is that true? Here's the answer. When you commit to change, Like, I know you're a successful guy. You have journey to success here. You're helping lots of people. When you commit to change, all of the support that you need typically will show up when you are committed to change. 
and all of the resistance becomes less important. On a personal note, I think back to when, back in 2002, I was close to 50 pounds heavier than I am today. And for a long time, I thought about going on a diet. I thought about losing weight. But it wasn't until the day I decided to change my life that things started to work for me. Because all of a sudden, the talking food, especially chocolate, disappeared. And when it did talk to me, I had the edge and the commitment to tell it to shut up and leave me alone because <laughs> you're a liar and I'm not listening to you anymore. Good for you. Good for you. And that's, yeah. that's wonderful. And it's change is easy, thinking about change is hard. I call this the magnet principle. You've heard of the law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. Life-changing principle number one is the law of attraction. It's the magnet principle. Because, I don't know, Jim, do you ever play with magnets as a kid? Absolutely. Okay. So you have the, the magnets where the two north poles are touching each other. What do the magnets do if you try to hold them together? They push apart. They push apart, right? So what a lot of us do, because we're not committed to the change, is we have the two North Poles touching each other. We work our tail off trying to hold things together. As soon as we let up, they fall apart. Why? Because that's the natural law of magnetism, that light poles repel. But here's what happens, and I love this. You're going to love it too. What happens when you flip one of the magnets around, so now the north and the south poles are touching each other or near each other? Now what happens? Hard to get them apart. Yeah, exactly. They attract, bam, and they stick. So now, instead of requiring energy to hold them together, it requires energy to pull them apart. Yep. Same magnets. Same magnets. So there's something that happens with life-changing principle number one. When you commit to the change, man, things line up to support you because the laws are starting to work now in your favor. That makes total That's sense. That's the first one. What's that? I said that makes total sense. Yep, so that's life-changing principle number one. Do you want to hear number two and three? I sure do. Cool. So here's life-changing principle number two. It's change comes one choice at a time. Think progress, not perfection. Now, why is this one important? We call this the titration principle. If you've ever taken the chemistry experiment titration, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody uh, test pool water, where they scoop up the water and then they take a dropper and they drop the dropper solution into the pool water. Have you ever seen that? I have, yes. Okay. So that's in chemistry, they call that titration. So here's how it works. You drop, 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 one into the other, nothing happens. Drop, 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 nothing happens. Drop, 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 nothing happens. And then one last drop, and all of a sudden, bam, what happens? Water changes color. It does, exactly. You're a good study, man. You've been, you said you've been studying the book. Yes, I have, yep. Right. So now, here's the here's the million dollar journey to success question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Which is the most important drop? They're all important. Each one of them. Yes. Why? Well, if you take one away, you don't hit that that 
Tritration. Is it called tritration? Am I, did I get that correct? Titration. Titration. You don't, right. you don't hit, hit tritration if you take one away, whether it be the first one, the tenth one, or the hundredth one. You don't have. You're, you're not going to hit titration without that drop. You have to have that correct. drop. Well said. Oh. And so, so here's what's interesting with some of our listeners, because obviously you got a head start. You read the book, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what a lot of here's what a lot of people will say. They'll say, well, you know what, Dr. Plasker, it's the first drop. That's the most important because you had to start. And then some people will say, no, 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 it's the last drop because you had to finish. But you're right on target, Jim. Everyone counts because without one of those drops, nothing would have changed. Now, on the destructive lifestyle side, here's an example. It's not the first cookie that makes you fat. It's all of them. It's not the first bowl of ice cream that has you be overweight. It's all of them. It's not the first workout that makes you thin and lean and buff. It's all of them. It's not the first adjustment that clears out your nervous system. That starts the process, but then it's all of them. It's not the first green vegetable that you eat that fills you up with good nutrients. It's all of them as a part of a lifestyle. So, Change comes one choice at a time. Think progress, not perfection. Once you commit to the change, then every single time from that point forward that you're faced with a choice, choose your 100-year lifestyle over your 50, 60, or 70-year lifestyle, and you'll stay on track for living your ideal 100-year lifestyle. And then if you get off track for some reason, just stay aware and get back on track with your next choice. And it's, it's that's that's such a great point and such a great philosophy. And, and it remind I, I I was studying Ty Lopez, and he's a really cool guy. And he was talking about goals and, and about health goals. And he said, you know, I would respect you if you said to me, I want to live to be forty, and then drop dead. And so, therefore, if you want to smoke and drink and not exercise and eat Fritos and bowls of ice cream and all stuff, okay, that's what you want to do when you're, you're, you're living your lifestyle and you're going to be dead at 40. But don't, don't come to me crying because you're dying at 40 with cancer when you decided that 20 years ago that that's how you were going to live. If you want to live to be 100 in, in this particular case, then you've got to do very, very specific things to get you there. Well, you're never going to get there, and and so there's specific things you have to do, and that that's really what we're talking about here. And it's it is it's one choice at a time, one thought at a time, one 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 uh, push up at a time. But but it's very interesting that I think that and you you made a great point that change is much easier than thinking about change, and that and therein lies in my in my viewpoint. Therein lies the paradox. Therein lies the dilemma. People just don't want to think about this stuff, and they have to start thinking about it. They do. And listen, I mean, where I live, just like every other community, assisted living centers are popping up all over the place. Every town, every community, as people move their aging loved ones close to home to feed them, bathe them, take care of them, nurture them, wipe them, because not because they have lived too long, but because they were blindsided by their extended life. You have their genes. The question is not whether or not you're going to get there. The likelihood of you getting there, whether you like it or not, 
is increasing every day. That's what we must understand. So the, the odds are you're going to get there. What the choices, why the choices are so important is that the choices that you make are, will ensure the likelihood that you get there in style with health and vitality rather than rotting away and deteriorating for decades. What's that's interesting beautiful. in this country... That's, that's a beautiful thought. That's a beautiful thought. Yes, and, and it's, it's, it really is a game changer for people. So you look at your genes. There's a formula in the 100-Year Lifestyle 2nd Edition. It's called your Empire Formula. It's M, capital letter M, dash, P-Y-R. And it stands for your minimum potential years remaining. And the calculation is simple. Here's how you figure it out. You take the age of your oldest grandparent that ever lived or may still be living, and you subtract from that number your current age. So as an example, let's say your oldest grandparent that ever lived was 89, and you're 59. Well, that means your empire, your minimum, minimum potential years remaining is 30 years. Now, if your oldest relative that ever lived was 99 and you're 59, then your minimum potential years is 40 years. If your oldest relative that ever lived is 90 and you're 30, you may have, you have the minimum that we know of based on your family history and your genetic potential is 60 more years. So the, a good question is, is, does that number, your empire formula, does it get you excited? Or does it freak you out and scare the crap out of you? And I promise you that if you're living a good life, making healthy choices, eating healthy food, uh, exercising, you're fit, you're keeping your, getting adjusted, keeping your nervous system balanced, uh, and you're doing the right things, and you're balancing out your life with good relationships and all these other things, then you know what? You're probably excited about that number. But if you're Absolutely. not, it's probably freaking you out and you're either going to be forced into a into change because of a crisis, or you're going to decide after this call or reading the book, and thanks to you and Journey to Success, uh, you're going to make some changes and take this on, man, and make the next few decades your best ever. And, and you know, the first step, the really, the really first step is to get the book and, and read the book with a highlighter in hand and take some notes. It's a wonderful book. So that's, that's really the first step. You don't even have to decide you want to live to be 100 years old. Just get the book, and reading the book is going to cause you to really contemplate that idea. So let me ask you, I, 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 I'm, I'm, this question is a question I always ask people, and I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask the audience. So you're incredibly wealthy, incredibly wealthy, but you're unhealthy. How's that look to you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up. What has been interesting in uh, when I was uh, the keynote speaker at that event for the financial planners, uh, what came up there was that so many of this older generation, the 70, 80, 90, 95, 100, uh, many of them have accumulated wealth in the first 50 years and given a lot of it back to try to get their health back over the second 30, 40, 50 years. And what was very interesting was, is that these financial planners, what they said to me was, is that the major issue 
on the reason why people lose their wealth is because of a health problem. What's very interesting about this, and more important than ever in today's day and age, because health insurance premiums are going through the roof, benefits are going down, your health is in your hands. You got to take the responsibility, period. Uh, when people say to me, you know what, I don't know if I can afford to go to eat at healthier places. I don't know if I can afford to uh, go get adjusted by my chiropractor on a regular basis. I don't know if I can afford to have my teeth cleaned on a fairly regular basis. I don't know if I can afford to buy good exercise shoes. I'm going to tell you the one thing that you cannot afford. You ready? Here's the one thing you cannot afford. Do you know what it is? A lack of health. Yeah, you cannot afford to get sick. That's what you cannot afford. And so what's, what's important for all of us is, and again, going back to that same issue, we're either going to make the changes we know we need to make because we want to, because we want a better quality of life starting with today by our first choice, making that commitment and then honoring that commitment every time we're faced with a choice, or we're going to say, ah, those guys are crazy, ah, 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 and we're going to make all kinds of excuses, and then we're going to be, we're going to be forced into it because of a crisis. And there's an interesting article. Uh, I think it's interesting. It's gotten a lot of views on 100yearlifestyle.com, which we have a website where we put a lot of good life-changing content. It's really about change. And one of the articles says, if you, if the title is, if you only had 24 hours to live. And I love that because so many of the younger generation, and even people that are just living on the edge, they'll say to me, oh, plastic, come on, you don't know how long you're going to live. I can get hit by a truck tomorrow. What if, you know, what if you only had 24 hours to live, Plasker? Well, here's my answer to that. You ready? If that's your attitude, let's, so let's say you wake up 24 hours later and you're still alive. Congratulations. And then you do that again. You only had 24 hours to live and then you do it again. And then the next day you wake up, you're still alive, you do it again, you do it again, you do it again, you do it again. And a year goes by. At the end of that year, you're probably broke, exhausted, and in excruciating pain. Now what? <laughs> and, then, and then the answer is, is that at some point you're going to realize, you know what, I need to find some balance. I need to find some balance. And, you know, I would say that what the 100-Year Lifestyle is great at helping people find is great balance. It helps them change and find great balance between enjoying the moment and learning from the past and creating a compelling, exciting future. And, and yes, I, I are you a Jim Rohn fan? Uh, I, yes, Jim Rohn's great. So I have a quote here from Jim Rohn that just is on my notes from Dr. Meisner. And Jim Rohn says, success is easy, but so is neglect. Yeah. It's it's really true, and uh, you know, and it's a part. And which which one are you going to choose to have as your lifestyle? And right. The habit. That's only what you're saying. You know, this is easy, but so is it. You know, Jim Rohn would say something to the effect of, "Easy to do, easy not to do." Yeah. The thing is, though, is that over time, as I know Jim knows this, and you know this too, is that over time, uh, neglect becomes harder and harder and harder. Because many people that are neglectful, they end up digging themselves such a deep hole that it becomes extremely challenging to get out of. 
And so it's really important that for all of our listeners, listen, we need you. The world needs your best you. You know, there's another article on 100yearlifestyles.com called 100% for 100 years. I mean, that's certainly uh, a lot better enjoying. I mean, if you're having a great time and you're doing things that you love and you're using your talents and you're inspired by your work and you have love in your life and you're able to find and achieve or work towards that kind of balance, then your life becomes really meaningful, not just wealthy with, you know, with money necessarily, but also wealthy with meaning. I mean, I I look at my children today who uh, have all followed in my footsteps becoming chiropractors. One just graduated. Jacob just graduated. Uh, He's working as a chiropractor now, as a doctor now. My daughter, uh, 25, and she's the middle child, and she's in 10th quarter right now at Life University. Then my youngest son uh, is in third quarter, first year at Life University, becoming a chiropractor. And, you know, my wife and I, very fortunate, been married 29 years. Uh, You know, when you live in this way and make choices in this way, it's really cool how things line up for you and that you get to enjoy and appreciate the wisdom, both from your successes and also from your mistakes which is even more valuable than the things you've done right. But if you don't keep showing up with a commitment to do the right thing and to make your life better, then you end up digging yourself a hole that can become really hard to get get out of. And so it's important to keep showing up with this consciousness in mind. And and I think that... uh... There's, I, have a, I, I could talk to you for another hour. This is such a, another day. Most people spend more time planning their vacations than they do planning their lives would be one thought that comes to mind with this conversation. And then secondly, most people put more energy into maintaining their cars than they do into maintaining their, their physique, their body, their, their mind. And, for example, the person has this car and they fall to the gas station, and they have a choice. They can put diesel fuel in this car, and it's not a diesel engine, or they can put the proper fuel in it. And they would never think to put diesel fuel in this. They just wouldn't do it. It's just not part of the deal, because the car wouldn't run right with that kind of fuel in it. So my final question is, how can we get people's attention to the degree that they understand the vacation analogy or the car maintenance analogy, how can we get them to say, to think in terms of, well, man, I got to take care of my, my body. I got to take care of my physique. I got to take care of my relationship. I got to take care of my finances so that I can arrive at this 80, 90, 100 year time frame. And, and like you said, I, I love that, arrive in style. What can we do to get their attention? Well, I think that podcasts like this are really important. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you to share some of these stories that I believe for your listeners will be extremely memorable. For some of them, they'll be life-changing and it'll cause them to change. And so when you find resources like Journey to Success like this, share it with your friends, forward it on, uh, tell them about it. If you enjoy the 100-Year Lifestyle, get the book. Go to 100yearlifestyle.com and there's some resources on there on the resource uh, on the homepage there. Download some of them. There's a resource there on to help you calculate your empire formula and to uh, evaluate your three life-changing principles and also to shift your energy. And so, you know, those are great resources that are available to you. Um, and, uh, and once you find something that you like and that is meaningful to you and that speaks to you, 
go all in with it. Don't just dabble. Do the hokey pokey. Put your whole self in and then share it with the other people in your life. And so, and so I, I forget. I did buy the book. I read the book. I highlighted the book. I've got it in my hand right now. I mean, I highlight it literally every page as a highlight to it, a high, highlighter pen to it. How much does this book cost right now on Amazon.com? I, I'm not sure. I think it's somewhere around 14 or $15 on Amazon. I was going to say 15 bucks. And so here's my challenge to the listeners at any time, any place, anyhow, $15. Skip going to McDonald's today. Do a mini fast, if you may, and buy this book. It is a life-changing book. Just buy the book and, and then read the book, of course. You know, buying a pair of running shoes isn't going to get you in shape. You've got to wear them out. So read the book and read it with a pen and a piece and a notepad or an highlighter like I do and really read this book. This is a life-changing book. So that would be my advice. For, I, to me, I think about $15 and I think, man, what a deal. What a deal for yeah. 15 bucks. <laughs> what a deal yeah. that is. And- and and then I'll tell you one other thing is start right now and think about the one thing that you know you need to change and make yeah. a commitment to it. Change is easy. Thinking yeah. about change is, is hard. And, and I know those three life-changing principles. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I'm excited when I speak to people like you that are passionate about their life, that, uh, that want to share what they learn. I mean, people like you are changing the world one person at a time, one community at a time. And uh, I'm excited to, to get to know you and, uh, and your partner, and your just all about what you're doing. I think it's great. It's meaningful, and uh, and grateful to be a part of your journey. And you as well. You as well, Eric. It, it's wonderful to talk to you. It really is. And you're doing a great job. And the book is great. And we, uh, as as a as a country, as a as a world, encourage you to keep on doing this because it really does make a difference. Make a difference to me. And it made a difference to the fellow I was talking to, and it's making a difference to our conversation. On that, on that, that day, uh, his name's Ted Riker. He's from the Midwest, and he said, Jim, you got to get this book. And, and I got it, you know. And it, it, these kind of things really do make a difference in people's lives. And so I hope that there's one person on this, this listening on, or in this listening audience today that says, you know what, I'm going to go buy that book because this, this Jim Shorty guy is a little goofy, and he's pushing me, and then, Eric sounds a little goofy too. I'm gonna to let him push me in. I'm gonna go get this book and holy cow! And then and then maybe I'll give the book to three more people and it'll change their lives as well. And that's how this whole thing is gonna change. So I applaud us to you, uh, Dr. Plasker. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. You're you're awesome, and we appreciate you. And keep up the great work. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. And we barely scratched the surface too in this passionate interview. So maybe we'll do a sequel and. Please say hello to all of our mutual friends and give them a hug for me. And, and you know what the bottom line is? Yeah, this is this is a three-day interview, eight hours a day is what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> and, and that's the truth, man. We could sit and talk for – I mean, I could literally take this book out and ask you a question about every page of the book, let alone the synopsis of, you know, a few questions I've asked today. So, no, this is a three-day discussion. No question about it. Very good. Well, I appreciate you, man. And for those people that like to listen, check out when you go to Amazon or on 100yearlifestyle.com, there's the Longevity Solution, Secrets of the 100-Year Lifestyle, which is an audio program that Nightingale Conant produced that's about six hours or five hours of 
specific how-tos with a workbook that will really help you make the transition to change. So another resource not to take up too much extra time. And again, tell me how much that is. Uh, you know what? I don't even know, but whatever it is, it's worth it. <laughs> well, it it's probably 40 or $50. That's typically what those things cost. So now you buy the book for 15 you buy the audio version, the workbook and everything for another 50 let's say. Now you have 65 bucks. I can't, I can't imagine how you could possibly invest $65 and get a better return on, invest, on, on investment anywhere, anyhow, anyway. So, yeah, go, go to Nightingale Conat and, and get that recording because it would be money well spent. Awesome, man. Well, listen, you're a true champion. I appreciate the support and the friendship and for caring about your listeners, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you as well. It's been a real, real pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtootall.com for details.